Just go with the Zoom, Kyle, or do you? What about? So, especially, so Lori, we're just going to pull from the Zoom stuff because since you're on the iPad, I would rather you just be able to focus on just have the iPad or let the iPad just. But we we probably should still clap, right? Uh, Not for that. It's already zoomed out. Okay, yeah, so yeah. don't even, not even a clap. Oh. Okay, so no clap, no other thing. Special occasion. We're feeling so, and I'm hoping that you have this set to record all the different tracks, though. Right, but, uh, but Lori's the host of this one. Oh, yeah, I got it. It's already recording. Oh, good. So it'll, it should all be fine. I'm going to stop, yeah. Stop meddling. It's gonna be a good one. I got the feeling. Well I'm excited. Uh, Alright, yes. It's really beautifully lit right now. The room? Yeah. Quite lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you, Lori, have I'm hearing little hints. Are you just using bad audio? Yeah. If not too throw some headphones in it my life a little easier yeah i can definitely with it yeah i'm doing a audio uh patrick brady and i are going to have a meeting tomorrow where he listens to this and different setups and it's a bunch of bullshit so far this gets my vote definitely then the gaming thing, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, Saunderson headset thing, and she's always a little bit more compressed. Not like a work computer. And... It might be, though. It might be. the. I must be the compression. That must be. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Much better. This is me with the uh, AirBuds Airbud, in, AirPods in. Little hot if she go, went yeah. to the audio yeah. thing and turned it down. Yeah. Let's uh, let's flip back to the others. I've changed my mind because I'd rather have you sound. You sound clearer on the other, and I'll just okay. Uh... okay. All right. So we're back to normal. Is this okay? Okay. Oh, yeah. So I can. Are we ready? 
We are. It's been a technological 10 minutes. Yeah, my iMac, all of a sudden it's not showing my face. This was just the same thing that happened to Aaron Jackson on our show. Like, yeah. And Helen Honk for a second blacked out on a on an act, on some show we did last week. So I, it might be a Zoom, a, an upcoming Zoom disaster for comedians. <laughs> just beware, maybe your video's not going to show up. So I switched over to my iPad, and now I'm laying on my bed. This isn't my normal... <laughs> that is not the, this is not usually the vibe it's all very it's hard for me to be angry when i'm laying on my tummy <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of bummed it's tummy anger this is tummy <laughs> tummy time for comedy uh, that's what they they always have you tummy time uh yeah i uh i've done many shows this week and some of them were good and some of them were not Correct. Same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A bit of a mess. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, how reassuring that people can fuck up uh, a Zoom show just as bad as any other weird showcase show that's happening in real life with people that's sitting in front of you. Why, why, don't we all, are, why aren't we all on board with how Zoom shows work right now? Why are, don't we know that there are a couple people that are unmuted? You know, and everyone else mutes and someone works the room, makes sure that they don't uh, fuck up the audio too much. And that's that. I'm, yeah, I'm let's break it down. Let's break it yes. down. Yeah. It's very difficult to do a show to um, no audience, you know, to no audience or to too many people unmuted. Right. Right, yeah. right, right. If if you, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with everyone having the option to unmute themselves, but someone has to police the room. Someone has to go, hey, you don't realize how loud the crackling noise of whatever the fuck you're touching is. Mm-hmm. How are uh, your potato chips, sir? <laughs> <laughs> are they better than the joke you just fucking ruined? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, that sums it up. Yeah, well. so <laughs> I, nice I, swear, I, I have like new stuff that I'm working on and I fucking cannot tell if it's good or not. I need a real audience. I need real bodies in front of me and real eyes. To look well, all it means is that so you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to work it again. It's going to take me three weeks to try all the stuff that's working on zoom to make sure it works in front of a one-on-one staring people in the face. And when's that going to happen? In three years? Are we just going to be writing? You know, I, I, when's that going to happen? When do we get the chance to actually do this in front of real people that aren't sitting 10 feet from each other? Let me go Outdoors. grab my magic eight ball and shake it. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Sucks. Uh, there's trouble. But um, I do know that like I did a set tonight. It was I did the KO comedy tonight. Uh, Sam. Oh yeah, Ob- I think I did that last week. Yeah, Obed. Yeah, Obed. That's it. Thank you. And um, Jed Kirkman was supposed to be on that one, but she had to bail. She had a, a, a small. Hopefully, it's uh, nothing serious, but she had to bail. And then I did did a thing that I sometimes do, which I volunteer to find a replacement. Oh, for her? For for Jen Kirkman? None of my business. None of my business. Yeah. And so I literally was like, well, I, I know people who could use a set or would like a set. It's usually you or Bamford. Uh, <laughs> you're the two people that come to mind right away. <laughs> and uh, so I offered it to Maria and she said yes. 
And so she, um, and then we both kind of hung out and, and this, this is being recorded on Saturday night, unusually. And so it's been a little, uh, it's been a little fiddle and diddle trying to make all the different zooms. And I've also spent too much time on zoom in the last day and a half here. Uh And tomorrow's another big day. Sunday we've, I'm doing my nooner show. Oh my God. With Katie Hughes and Ron Funches. Oh, going to be fun. doing guest sets, and then, um, and then we're doing our show. Yeah, we we're, we're doing the Jackie. We didn't get to promote it, so you guys, I will have missed it, unfortunately. But right, um, we'll 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 we also tweet them out and stuff. And yeah, I th- I think it's on my website, so I I got to remember to put them on my website. But it's that's going to be tomorrow's. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Are, can you imagine? This is going to be great. It's going to mm-hmm. be Aida and uh, Debbie Gutierrez and um, Shalewa Sharp. Yes. And Aaron Foley. And Aaron Foley. And yeah. I got to, oh, I actually did a show with Foley earlier this week. And uh, I can't wait to hear more. Um, just, you know, what, what she's working on. Because it was her first Zoom, the one that she did with me. That this is going to be in five months. Right. Oh. So <laughs> How was that? Well, her dad died, and uh, she, yeah, her dad died like a month ago, two weeks ago. Oh fuck! Yeah, and so she was trying to uh, Lori Kilmartin it, and uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I I didn't know that. So I was she tweeting about it. I don't think she. I think she just put a Facebook post about it. It was, it was oh, super sad. He, he was had cancer and he fought it for, oh, for a while. It was terrible. And then the guy who went at, right before her or right after her, and I have spaced his name. I've met him a couple of times. His sister died last week. Shit. And he tried to work some material. Comics are monsters, as I think has been established. Uh, <laughs> But I know why. Wow. That's how we process shit. Shit, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, shit, that's rough, man. A sister. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. It's really shit. sad. But he didn't say how. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, you know, all I can say is the first couple of weeks are shaky, and then you get your comedy death sea legs under you, and you fucking start shredding those jokes. That's it. That's good it. Times. Just, just uh, it's good times until it isn't. Until you want to do different gigs. Remember, remember doing the road, and you're like, what I wouldn't do to have an in town week. You know, oh my God. just like doing one nighters, and then all of a sudden you're like, I need five shows at one club where I just, and even if I'm emceeing, even if it's just ten or fifteens, yeah, five or six shows, I need. Because if I go to fucking Iowa one more time and have to wrestle my way through a poorly set up room, there was, there was a room in Dubuque. The only redeeming quality is that I got laid twice there, but uh, you got laid twice there. Yeah. In, in 10 years. What was the name of the room, please? <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't ask for the name of the men. Uh, <laughs> I know you don't know. <laughs> you never asked. I, was, I'm sure. I'm Jackie, the Jackie I never met. <laughs> and if we're lucky, you never will. Uh, I will say that um, 
that room was it was a it was either a Yoder gig or a Mueller gig, and it was it was a but it was a weekend. Wait, no, no, it was a run. It was a run, so it was like a Friday yes. or Saturday. But yeah, it filled. Yeah. It filled. It had you know those stages that are just uh, they look like kind of like tables. They don't have a back to them, and sometimes they hang a curtain. Yeah, right, it's right, like right. It's a platform. Yeah, it's not a sturdy. It's not a sturdy stage. You can't do the Chaz Elsner backflip closer on a stage like that. <laughs> I've fallen off more than one. <laughs> it isn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So I'm just. That's what Zoom is for me. It's just like where no, no. I'm happy to do stand-up comedy, but I would like to do others, other sets. It's I like know. everyone being excited about doing outdoor stand-up comedy now. I was like, you assholes <laughs> hated I it would, eight months ago. I haven't uh, been asked I would do any outdoor show. I mean, yeah, you know, this is the, where I'm on week two of a four-week hiatus, and I'm just at home. You know. Yeah. I, I went through, I, I'm almost done cataloging everything in my house so that I know where things are in the garage. Like, uh, wow. yeah, top shelf, middle shelf, bottom shelf, then move on to the next bookcase. Cause I'm always like, I can't find shit. I, where are my command strips? I know I have a thousand command strips. I couldn't find them. So then I, I just decided to make a file. And also What's if that? I ever die, my son has, you know, like a roadmap to where everything is and stuff. Where the but... command strips are. What are command <laughs> strips? <laughs> He's going to need them. They're, they're uh, like picture hooks you hang on the wall, but they, they're, they're Velcros so that you, you don't have to nail anything into the wall. Oh. Yeah. It's good right. for like, if you, you know, are, aren't sure if you're going to put something there, you want to test it, you know, yeah, or yeah. if you're venting and you don't want to, you know, risk yeah. not getting your deposit back. I have an air conditioner in this room right now. How yeah. exciting! Very exciting. It's tiny, but so is this room. So, is it working? Yeah, yeah, I am cool. It's lovely. Crisp and cool? Oh, yeah. that's great. And you can't hear it very much, can you? Or No, I don't hear it. Alright. That's cool. So nothing else going on in comedy this week, Jackie. Been a <laughs> week for our profession. Oh my god. Just more. Another rock has been turned over. Oh my uh, god, you're right. Another oh my god. Such a such a gross article. Oh my god. Did you read it? Gross. I accidentally did. Augie Smith sent it to me. A good article about a gross person and a horrible thing that he did. Super detailed and and resonated with absolutely I I just I recognize the actions. I yes. recognized I, 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 the vibe. I recognized, and the thing is, is who hasn't looked at Jeff Ross and gone, "Nope, not inviting him over to the house." Right. And I mean, there's, there's no, there's nothing to say to that. I mean, first of all, I'm irritated he invented roasting again. Why did he bring he did that it. fucking he just, asshole? He just brought it back. He yeah. didn't invent it. He no, brought no, it back. But he, he brought it back. back. That's yeah. a great idea. He had a great idea, and I think a I lot of roasting. comics. I love it. That's because you're really it. good at it. I'm not and great at it, but I love it. I and I love. I love. There's no rules. There's you find the person's vulnerability, and instead of leaving it alone, you go in and you, you fucking shiv them right there. I love it. Yeah, but, that but you just to find the reason why I fucking hate it. <laughs> Leave people alone. Write a fucking joke. Don't just make fun of somebody's left leg. You're no fun. You are <laughs> no fun. No fun. But here's the thing. He, he it's weird because like 
people were pointing out all the pedophile jokes people made about Jeff Ross, you aren't supposed to be worse than the jokes about you. Like the jokes are supposed to be a worse version of <laughs> a caricature. True. Right. Yeah. You yeah. can't, you can't like, you can't be worse than your, the roast jokes about you. That's horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a, right. And that's the thing is all you have to do is show every roast that he was ever in and people, you could tell that everybody could tell. Like, I mean, I never knew the guy. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've met him. You, yeah. You're a New York comic, so you saw him all the time, I bet. No, no, no. I didn't see him all the time. And uh, um, I knew him a little bit, but not very much. I never hung in those circles. I was not a Boston comic, comedy Truth. club comic. Mm-hmm. That place always did. I mean, it was notorious for having bad vibes, right? Oh, uh, I did it I in like, 1989. I went in there. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I was looking for anywhere to do a... I lived in New York for about a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And um, so I went to all the different clubs hoping that one of them had a fucking open mic. And they were all bringers. And I knew two people who I was living with in Jersey. And they didn't have enough money to come see me six nights a week uh, at a comedy club in New York City. So I I did one set at the Boston Comedy Club. Uh, It was kind of a, a mic. Uh, in '89, and it was it had that it had that creepy vibe that the store sometimes had when I first moved here in '97. Yeah, well, Just rapey. Like, you, something was something didn't feel right. Didn't feel great. Like I like I I when I went I was a New York comedy club girl, right? Okay. So Lucia, you know, no, no, there's that's that's the strip, right? No, no, no. It's near Comedy Club and it's on 24th and 2nd. And it was, you were, there were no, there was no fear of like sexual violations, but many health code violations and <laughs> safety code violations. And a stage, one of the stages in like the little room, I think literally blocked the fire exit. So, <laughs> you know, there was, there, no, luckily nothing ever happened. We all, there was not no fire but i mean there was famously a george foreman grill right next to the cash register <laughs> and so people coming in saw like you have a, someone taking money and flipping the fucking burger that you were gonna you know eat in a half hour <laughs> with different hand. like it was ridiculous so but i wasn't around that scene but um so i, I didn't really know jeff ross i know him a little bit enough to say hi and you know, he's always been nice to me, but, um, sure. <laughs> God, well, not, that's right. just, he, he, and the funny thing is, is like watching the non response of most comedians right now. It's cracking me up. Cause I think a lot of people, they either want to work for him or they have worked for him. You know, he broke a lot of comics on by, by putting them on the roast yeah. and they probably have a sense of loyalty or they genuinely like them or something. I, I, I don't know, but it's, it's just like, I don't, so I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. And I, well, my comedy's over and my career's over. So why <laughs> the fuck not? <laughs> my attitude has always been comedy is never going to be over. So I might as well fucking say whatever I want. Cause I'm going <laughs> to figure out a place to do it. Whenever my yeah, career I mean, has absolutely never been important to anyone, including me. So <laughs> it there's, you know, there's not, more so than ever, however comedy is going to shake out, there's going to be different paths to success 
they don't all run through Comedy Central. No, nope. they don't all run through getting on a roast. And you know what? Other people can hold roasts, and other people, if you love that and you love that, yeah, he format, doesn't own the. He doesn't own. He doesn't the own roast. it. He, he doesn't every- own boast rattle. He doesn't own anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a place for you and come. Listen, in a week, Jeffrey Ross jokes are going to be hacky. You've got and about he's still going to work. He'll be <laughs> I fine. Know. I don't He'll know what. Fine. I don't know what will happen. But did you uh, hear that Louis C.K. showed up at Chappelle's show? So Chappelle is booking the C.K. at his at his gigs. He's yeah. letting him go up. Sure, sure. We just got to find her. You got to find your own path. And I mean, it's sure. You know, well, if, if, if they didn't break the law, they're not in prison. I mean, Vince Champ was not invited to Chappelle's show. He's in prison, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, I don't know. There's still an audience for that, so... But, but my favorite take on the Jeff Ross thing was like, but remember that Ellen's a bitch? That's, that was one <laughs> oh of my, my favorites. Oh, my God, Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is, I... it, 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 uh, but she's not harassed. Was she sexually harassing anyone? She wasn't, but her, um, one of her executive producers was, uh, like he was grabby to men and women. I think he, he either asked for a writer for a blow job or something. It was, uh, he seems like a monster, but he's on his way out, I guess. Um, again, I, I've only met Ellen a handful of times. She was nice, but I've never heard a positive thing about the working way. for Ellen. Or I have her. absolutely never heard a positive thing about working for Ellen. Yeah. Um, but that's true of almost like, I've never heard a positive thing for working for Letterman. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I just, didn't, I didn't know a lot of the guys. I knew uh, a yeah. couple of the women who worked there. Yeah. And then, um, and then I knew guys who were like, it's a good job. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I think like, like, you know, Bill Sheft was there like 30 or whatever. I think that guy liked, I mean, I think it was case by case, but honestly, I've never people, when you, when they, when you talk to them, their post Ellen job, they can't talk, but they have a haunted look in their eyes. (laughs) They, you know, I don't know. I posted a tweet. I I said the the fact that so many comics are making jokes about Ellen right now proves that she didn't have enough stand up comics on her show. (laughs) And then, Uh. (laughs) <laughs> right and the opposite that's why no one's talking about jeffrey ross he put a lot of comics on his show yeah he's yeah he, he, he created he's he created nikki glazer right i mean yeah, he gave her smart. a spotlight and she's a great comic but i mean she the is, thing is, is I, when the, the thing. spotlight goes on on people you have to produce as well so yeah, i yeah, you yeah. don't have a problem i don't know and also i don't i, I feel like especially people are coming against after the women comics that oh, we sure. have. Like, oh, you just fucking leave them alone. They, they fucking got through a horrible situation. They, they, they found a spot in a, in a really shitty situation. It's a terrible and they, maze and they weren't they sh- killed in it. Yes. They shone, they shined, they shone, whatever. So good for them. But it's just, uh, to me, the male comics, like fine. It's like, guys, when are you going to get angry? Like, something's got to bother you at some point, you know, please. Someone say something besides beloved Ted Alexandro. Have some and Augie balls Smith. And Augie them. Smith. Augie Smith Augie. always says. Oh my God. It's crazy. But, um, with Ellen, you know, I don't think anyone feels this. Any comedians feel a sense of loyalty. It's almost like, you know, and I, so I, I, 
someone said, oh, she never broke comics. So I said, no, she, she and Leno almost never put unknown stand-ups on. Like whenever stand-ups appeared on Ellen, they already were, they already had a show on Comedy Central. They were already no, Tracy Ashley was on there. She didn't have anything. Really? She, on Ellen? Yeah, on Ellen. Ellen. Ellen put, she put a handful of comics on. Did she do a set? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, she didn't do that a lot though. Right? No, 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 and, and never, it's daytime. It's a daytime show that doesn't really that doesn't lend itself to ever having comics on, does it? Not, I don't. I don't agree. Oprah didn't. That I, but I've Oprah never, never had comics on, well, right? Not, Oprah's not a stand-up. I wouldn't expect her to have comedy on. Well, did, I would expect, did, uh, did John Stewart have it at his show? Like what? What other really My question it? is: you're, I'm trying to you're ask a question. Can I ask you a question? No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm trying to say something. Okay. What do you think? Do you think I'm gonna you're gonna let me do it? Say the thing. I'm gonna say the thing, which is what are the stand up comedy run daytime shows besides Ellen? Who what stand ups are doing daytime? Right, and, and that had a lot of stand ups on that show. Were, uh, first of all, are there any besides Ellen and uh, which no. were the good ones? I don't know. I I let me let me offer my opinion. Having worked on a daytime show, is the the executives at daytime are batshit insane, and they are so afraid of offending what they think their female audiences. They don't let anything get by. Right? They're just so afraid. Everything's got to be soft and sweet. And and I don't know what they think women are that sit that are at home that they can't, you know they can't handle comedy. But that's why the dancing but, <laughs> works but so. so so, so what I'm saying is, I, I think, I, go, what? I don't like that I'm, I'm stuck in this thing where I'm defending Ellen, but I don't think that she had comics on, not because she didn't want to have comics. She might not have, she might be that person, but I also think that you're right. And she wasn't allowed to have comics on. I think she's that person. I think, uh, <laughs> okay. but I think like, say, I don't know how many years her show's been on like 2003. So like 18 something years. I think after year six, she could say, I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to have comedians on. And I think you could, you could group, you could find comics. You could definitely find clean comics and parent comics to do a four or five minute set. You just have to spend the time working the set, just like you work a set for a late night show. And I think, you know, she does a monologue up front, so they're ready for comedy. So I, I, I think them not doing it is, I, 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 you know, I can't, I can't, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a know. unique situation. I'm not saying I don't, again, I, I don't know anything. How about that? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's free. It's like it, you can break a comic, you get a little credit, you know, for being, they'll you know. tolerate all kinds of crazy shit later. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an easy segment because, you know, pretty much know the person will get laughs versus you know with some segment with some reality show host that might or star that might be just boring because they can't tell a story you know i, I never know <laughs> i don't understand why i have yeah. comics on all the time like we do all the work just show, give us a mic we've been right. doing this shit we do it all for you, you don't have to do a fucking thing it's just a real, give us a it's a, good, it's a good clock eater for five to seven minutes yes, you, just, just you gotta, you gotta awesome. content. yeah yeah so 
I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, I, I feel bad for her staff because they're watching all this play on Twitter while they're on vacation. <laughs> That's horrifying. Uh, what a horrible vacation. Yeah. You know, I, I've always, I have always envied Ellen because they took like the summer off. They would always take, have a huge summer break and they just oh, leave. Wow. I'm like, ah, oh, and I was like, oh, you got, you could work eight weeks straight on the road if you wanted to. That yeah, was all good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of when Greg Fiddler got the job writing at Leto? Do you, Greg no. Fiddler's a Minneapolis comic. You, uh, okay. he's. I thought um, that was a pseudonym. That's a real name, Greg Fiddler. Greg Fiddler. He worked on the Soup for probably for, oh. with Joel McHale for ten years after oh, after he moved. Fun. Yeah, he really liked it. He lives in Australia now because uh, he married an Australian woman. They had a kid. Whatever. He wow. lives, I think, in Sydney. Anyway. Um, so, but he was a Minneapolis comic and he used, he did the road and he had a, one of those fax contracts with Letterman. Okay. Where, uh, 10 jokes a day before 9am, um, Whoa, or before, yeah, wait, cool. before noon, uh, okay. Eastern time, which was 9am, okay. uh, LA time. Yeah. Uh, but he was out of Minneapolis, whatever. Before noon, Eastern time, 10 jokes a day, five days a week, 500 bucks. That was oh, the that was good money at it for a, at a time, right? Well, and this was in the mid nineties, right? And so he Not also could, he was also working the road, yeah. right? So he and he could just wake up and do it, knock them out. So he would end up writing the ten jokes that he thought Letterman would like, and then he would have extra jokes. And at this time in the mid nineties, Leno had a had would would accept jokes via fax, and he would pay per joke. Okay. And so Fiddler was faxing the jokes that he, that he didn't give to Letterman and he just okay. faxed them. And so then there was an article about him in the Star Tribune, the Minneapolis Star Tribune, where, oh, he, no. where he told that story. No, you can't talk about that. That's going to be silent. You can't, yes. talk, you can't tell Lendo you're giving him your Letterman leftovers. Oh, my or, God. You can't tell Letterman, who you have a contract with, that you're giving Leno other jokes that, you, that weren't good enough for him. And he didn't, he, he thought he was telling the guy in confidence. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's no. a reporter. So they publish. Oh, no. And of course, in the 90s, there's, there's internet, but it's not as much. But, you know, both Letterman and Leno had people scowl, you know, scouring all of the publications looking for their names and stuff. Letterman fired him immediately. Oh, fuck. Leno, who he had never met, called him. Oh shit! Oh no! And I wish I could do a Leno Leno impression, but I can't. But he was just like, "What were you thinking, man?" And shaking his head or whatever the Leno impression would be. He was like, "What were you thinking?" And Fiddler was like, "Clearly, uh, no, no, I was incorrect." He said, "Well, I'm going to be playing Mystic Lake Casino in rural Minnesota this weekend. Meet me out there. Maybe I can do something for you." So, wow! Fiddler goes to Mystic Lake, watches the show. Goes, talks to Leno afterwards, and Leno's like, I got a guy, he's going on a paternity leave for 16 weeks. If you want to move to Los Angeles, I, it'll get you in the union, it'll get you a stake, because you'll have 16 weeks of uh, WGA Leno money, uh, but you can't have the job. That guy's coming back. I love that guy. And Fiddler's like, wow. And so, this is the nicest story I know about Jay Leno, by the way. 
And so that's how that's how Fiddler came and moved. And then, of course, much like absolutely every everyone in the whole wide world, uh, as the 16 weeks was coming to an end, he's like, I don't know. I think he likes me. I think he'll keep me. And uh, he did not. He did not. Because uh, uh, he can't. All right. Well, there, there you go. Good for that guy. That's what that story was. But I can't believe that he just told the story. He's, oh, my just God. Just a newspaper. Don't do it. I mean, you do have to tell someone because that is like, that is like, <laughs> that's like sleeping with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Like, you got to tell someone that you, that you, and you in the same day, right? <laughs> Fair enough. I agree. Hmm. Agree. Do you want to do comic of the week a little yes. early? Wait, how much? How much time have we done? What? No shit. Seriously, that's it. I have twenty eight. Interesting. Well, good for me. I have forty nine. Started doing but... the episode. Maybe there was seven minutes of of when, me just added a bit before we started. When did we start burning our careers? Was that right around, one? I, I believe that's two hundred and forty-one episodes ago. When did we make ourselves unhirable to anybody in the business? <laughs> right. Um, uh, well, there was there was a charge silence right around minute fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> you want to discuss the charge silence? <laughs> I got to turn my AC back on. Oh, it's on remote control. Oh my God. The room's 144 square feet. How lazy do you got to be? Wow. <laughs> that's gross. I love it. Mm-hmm. Is it like those that big blocky AC that sticks out of your window or is it? Yes. Except for that. It's tiny. Uh, actually it's not. It's it's super little. And yeah. uh, William, he was. I walked out here to see how he was doing, and he was looking at the directions, and, and he goes, we don't know how to put it in. I don't know how to put it together. And I was like, oh. And, it, and then he just started laughing. So comedy is everywhere, Lori. <laughs> and uh, so just so you know. <laughs> did you... Did you hear, did you happen to come across that clip of that Australian comic named Isaac Butterfield? No. Okay. So, so it, it was a couple, it was like maybe a day before the Jeffrey Ross thing took over our feed. But, uh, um, so he, 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 he had this joke where he made fun of the Christ. He, it was a joke about Christ Church, the mass shooting at the mosque. Oh, wow. And it was really interesting to watch because it's not a joke for everybody. And I didn't, I didn't really think it was a good joke, <laughs> but it, it, it's like, he talks about, you know, like how many people were killed and they were all innocent victims. This is all in the setup. And then the punchline is something, the, the essence of the punchline is a Muslim scribe paths. <laughs> I was like, wait, you put me through all this? To get to that punchline, where what do they drive? He, something like um, he goes, "I, I'm, bitch, I'm butchering this." Okay, you should find right, it. Fair but but uh, I, he, he does. It was funny because he did the rule of three of the things he was appalled at, and the first two were like victim oriented. And as, as, a, as an audience member, you're like, "What the fuck's happening right now?" <laughs> 
But, but you're thinking, oh, this punchline is going to go woo over and take me someplace because it's got to because I'm go- going through a trauma just listening to him recount this fucking mass shooting. <laughs> and the punchline yeah. is I felt sorry for the people that were that were leaving the nightclubs that night because uh, they couldn't get a cab because all the cabbies were dead. Right. Oh. Something like that. So, Holy shit. I know. I know. It's like, uh, wow. I know. I know. Because I was like, is that not, is that not hacky in Australia? Like, is that a new take on Muslims in Australia? No, that's, that, uh, that, I, I, I gotta say globally, that's hacky and racist. I, Holy I, shit. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Holy yeah. Shit. But I was, I was like, oh, do they also have Puerto Ricans stealing hubcaps jokes in Australia? Is that cutting edge right. there too? I, I was, but, but wow. here's the, and then, then so the audience, they, the audience goes, oh, and then they, they kind of applaud, right? Right. And so it's that reaction, right? It's, it's, and I, Pro- hey, proving I, that audiences are the nicest people in the world uh, sometimes. But it's also, you know, that's, that's, that search for the gasp laugh, which I, 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 I've been, I'm always in search of that as well. So okay. part of it's like, I understand that, that desire. I was just, I, I was disappointed in a punchline because I think it was good enough, right? Yep. And, but here's the thing. Then he, like, on, on YouTube, he posted this video about how everyone's mad at him being canceled, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> like, it made me appreciate Anthony Jeselnik so much because, first of all, Jeselnik could do that exact setup and have a punchline that makes you go, well, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> whatever it was. Whatever it was. However, right. Whatever he would pick, because his he knows how to, he will justify the darkest setups. Agree. Medically, right? Agree. And he doesn't make a big deal about it afterwards. He doesn't, he doesn't go, oh, I guess you guys didn't like Chooks. <laughs> well, fuck you. You can't cancel me. Like, he tells a joke. If you don't like it, fuck you. He goes on to the next one. He drops the special. He moves on with his life. He doesn't make a cottage. In, this is the thing that's bugging me. Okay. The people that make a second industry or a second career of responding to the audience's critiques of their jokes. Just have some balls, tell your joke, and move on. Just Stand behind it. it. Yeah. You don't have to. To me, that's show, that. To me, that's a weakness that you are actually affected by criticism. Right. 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 But, but, but not in a good way, but like in a way where you're where you should just tell your joke and stand behind it, whether it's good or bad. Right. Right. Or yeah. If it's a bad joke, just admit that it was a bad joke and it was 10 years ago and you weren't a moron. Yeah. Or, usually, yes. Because usually when it's a bad joke, it takes you 10 years to figure it out. <laughs> That's why I'm always yes. worried. I'm like, is this a joke I'm going to be apologizing for in 10 years? Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. But I mean, that happens. That's fine. And right. maybe in 10 years, this guy will go, oh, all right, I could have done better on that one. Do you but, think that Callen, uh, Brian Callen put advertising on the front of his apology or non-apology or his denial? What? What do you mean? Uh, you know, uh, Brian, isn't it Brian Callen? Was that his name? The well, guy, that's one guy. The, the guy there. One of the guys that just had a problem right it just got uh yes. he did a this is categorically not true he, he made a video oh. that said that and i was just wondering it was a it was a riff in the moment where i was wondering if he put advertising <laughs> before that well no 
Oh, oh, because we're about to do an ad. Oh no, 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 because because oh, okay. uh, just because of the clickbait, because then he would get money from a cottage industry of apologizing for something that oh. he insists that he didn't do. But clearly, uh, several people say that he did. Well, okay, so that's a separate thing because that's an action. I'm talking about jokes, right? I'm no, saying, I'm saying the 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 reaction that a lot of comics are having to criticism about a joke is to be the victim and 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 actually increase. It's a I, I think it's a marketing thing because it increases your fan base. You know, for a right. guy like that to go, oh, they're trying to cancel me. That appeals to people that already like you, and it's going to bring more people to you. But it's like, I see through you, just so you know, I fucking see <laughs> what you're doing. You don't give a shit that I see. And, but I know what you're doing and it's, and you know what? The master is Anthony Jeselnik and he doesn't do that. He doesn't have to do that. And that's nope. one reason, a second reason why he's a fucking a bad ass. Yeah. He just writes another joke that you probably won't enjoy, but yeah. is incredibly well-crafted and super <laughs> funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah, comic of the week. I just did her podcast, and she's road comic and uh, East Coast from Jersey, and uh, her name is Mona Shike. Shake, shake, shake. It's S H A I K H. And uh, the name of her podcast is Minority Report, and it's a live streaming thing that then she releases as a as a podcast. And so she takes comments from the people. It's two hours, which was a little, felt it felt super long. And then I enjoyed, uh, I, you know, there there was a point where you're just like, oh, it's two hours, and then you enjoy the following forty minutes of conversation as well. Is there a break at all? Or is it two hours straight? Two hours straight because it's live streaming. Okay, so I have several beverages handy. Well, that's cool. And, and uh, yeah. she's at Flappers frequently, right? Yeah. She had, I was watching a Flappers uh, clip uh, as well. And yeah, because she lives out here now, but she's uh, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Mona Shake. Check cool. her out. At Mona S. Comedy. All one word. All right. You want to do this? Uh, we're, we're advertising a thing. Guys, I'm so excited. Somebody has found us worthy. It's well, first of all, it's function of beauty and they and what you do is you sign up for shampoo that fits your hair. That's the amazing thing about it. You take a quiz, they tell you what what you do with your hair, you explain your hair, and then they get you stuff that'll that'll fix it or make it and it smells amazing. One size fits all may work for your accessories, uh, but when it comes to your hair, uh, they all need something a little different to help us look our best. Uh, and they have it's unique hair care is what it is. It's unique shampoo and conditioner. It's functional beauty creates shampoo, conditioner, and treatments, and they're they formulate them especially for you. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so the quiz is easy. It's, don't be afraid. <laughs> it's like you pick three answers and then they come up with a, a version for you. And I have I've been using the vanilla shampoo. Uh, yep. I think it's vanilla. Um, and then I ordered um, uh, eucalyptus because that's my favorite scent. It hasn't come yet. I'm excited. But the formulas they're vegan. They're cruelty free. They're not. They're not testing them on animals. And they use. They don't use. Sorry. Sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. That's right. That's important. Yes, Um, I got the lavender and rose, uh, and it's super, it smells great. It feels great. Uh, I need, my hair tangles a lot, so I need a a, a real strong conditioner. So that, it's function of beauty. And and you get a discount if you do a Jackie and Lori thing. And I think it's just, uh, 
functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Laurie. J-A-C-K-I-E-L-A-U-R-I-E. Jackie Laurie. We're one unit and you get 20% <laughs> off. All right. And yeah. Um, yeah, my dog right now is trying to get in. She's heard that function of beauty is <laughs> and she wants in on this. She needs a bath. She wants That's part of it. 20 for, 20% off your first order. So if you order big, you can uh, get 20% off a larger number. Quick. Yeah. You guys are riffing on the required. All right. Hold on. I'll read it verbatim. Okay. Do it. Guys, I'm reading this one verbatim. Uh, here we go. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Lori. Take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. You didn't hear me? Okay, let me repeat. <laughs> Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Lori for 20% off and let them know you heard about it on our show. Oh, you didn't hear that? <laughs> okay. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Jackie Lori. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Springfield. Round Springfield is a new Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, In its topic, we talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done. Because, surprise, they're all extremely talented. Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons, but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm -hmm. That's our very first episode. So tune in for stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I did, uh, so I've been doing so many sets and I told everybody that I would do different material on each of the sets this weekend because I had three different sets. And um, so, the show I did tonight, the KO show, I did stuff that's done, and so I'm less interested in it. Yes. Um, so I need to record this album quickly. Where are you? Uh, How are you going to record it? Where? What are you going to do? Don't know. Don't know. Are you going to go? How's Acme? How's Acme handling? Are they doing okay with like how many people are they having in? Has anyone got COVID from going to the shows? To, no, and I just got a text from Lewis saying that he's doing guest sets over Zoom for they're they're pushing the live show and then they're doing Zoom guest sets for the Zoom audience. Oh, from, nice from around the country. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, maybe. And how many people are they having in in each? In well, you, you know, row? it seats two forty, and I think he's doing thirty. Thirty wow. people. I I mean, I my heart breaks. I know. How the fuck can that continue? I mean, it, yeah, I don't it, know. I don't know either, but I know that, that it's, everyone's trying like the flapper show that we're doing tomorrow. Everyone's yeah. trying. If we could, as a country, just do this for like two months straight, all of this would be over and we could return to many of our normal lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As normal as a stand-up comedy life is ever going to be. But right. instead but we're having... Sturgis. <laughs> yes, this might just this just might meander for years and years like this. You know? It won't. It will not do that. It'll um a lot of it depends on if 
our one-term president, Joe Biden, is elected in November, because then he can start shoveling out the, air, the, the dismantling of the government that Donald Trump has been doing uh, systematically for the last three and a half years. And he will try to recreate the government and bring it back online. And once there is a unified, there has to be a unified decisions, right? There has to be a rule of law from the, from the top, right? Yeah. And we have not gotten that. And so hopefully after November, or it'll be January, I guess, because he'll spend November, December, and January if he loses, um, double timing, trying to kill as many children and people as possible. I know. And sock away as much money as Pinochet on his way out of his own country. I know. Um, yeah. Well, anyway. And in that cheerful note. Did <laughs> <laughs> you, I... I I was in the, the Washington Post did a, an article on me on Monday. It came out that Monday. Yeah. I you talked I, about I, it. I skimmed it. Uh, it was great. It was great. You came off I really well, I thought. I couldn't read it. Uh, it just felt, it made me jump out of my skin to see my name like that. But yeah. I did in the comments and argue with people. That, oh, <laughs> That's completely that, the opposite of what I do. <laughs> That told me I, I was my fault for putting my mother in a nursing facility. Yeah. So I, uh, who wow. does that? Oh, I don't know. The doctor that recommended it because she needed 24 hour care. Yeah. And I will say that how they played the victim, uh, the, the swim coach thing was perfect. He took your advice and any, he, and he played it correctly. I thought. Yeah. That was the other thing I didn't want to read. Uh, yeah. I feel like it, I'll read it at, at later. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't want to. Maybe not when everyone else was reading it or it was out. Maybe I'll read it like at Christmas sure. or something. Sure. But I got, I got nice feedback from it. So I figured it was okay. It was definitely okay. And then you did a Ted Alexandro, his podcast. Yeah. I, Ted, I, I fucking love Ted. First of all, he's Ted. insisting he's retired from comedy. He calls himself a retired singer. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, no, there's no way. you. But, but also, he's got that I don't give a fuck, like, he always kind of did, but now he's he's just on his podcast calling people out left and right. And the way he talked about, you know, different scenes in comedy and uh, the ecosystems of, of the certain bo- sort of boy-ish sort of, um, you know, that, just that attitude of, of 53-year-olds acting like 19-year-olds, you know, or 17-year-olds, and how just it's persisting and no one goes up, and how he was disgusted by it, and I was like, it felt so good to hear a guy hear that, you know, mm-hmm. like, a respect in the autonomy say, you just don't hear it that much. They always, like, equivocate. I mean, I, I understand, because they're my friends, too, so I, I'm, like, always letting things slide, and I'm used to letting things slide. Yeah, we're used to letting things slide, and but I do. But we both know hundreds of decent male comics who aren't. Yes, yeah. So many. There's so many fucking funny comics right now. You really can let go of these three and that have come that have been revealed to be shitty people in the last two months. And the three more that are going to come out two weeks from now. (laughs) It's not that. It's not hard. There's uh, there's going to be another straight guy of person of color or straight white guy or whatever, uh, that, or gay, some gay guy. It's uh, look at Brian Singer. Is that right? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Directly, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're having sex with, uh, underage, you're supposed to be the adult. 
You were the adult in that equation. They, they're they're going to be flattered because they're a child and you're a famous or, or a working comic. Don't be an asshole. Be the grown-up. Yeah, I mean, teenagers famously think they're 45 years old, but it was like, hey, three years ago, you were nine. So, or, <laughs> like, or whatever. Like, you're exactly. not. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's why, and they, since they think they're 40 and some of them look like they're 28, that's why the law says, well, I don't care about any of that. This girl's 15. Stay the fuck away from her. Because actually she's a child in her head. And just like all 15 year old girls, she wants to feel more grown up, but you're not allowed to make her feel more grown up. Right. And what you're going to do is tamper with her psyche for the rest of her fucking life. On purpose, and you're and you're 33, so you're the grown, you're the adult in that equation. And if you want, you don't want her to wear makeup because you want her to look 14 or 13. You're fucking creep factor 11, and you should be buried headfirst in the sand and have your feet painted with honey. And ants could be released because you're a gross <laughs> piece of shit. Also, did, did you read the article, right? Yeah, about Ross. Okay, there was. Uh, <laughs> You're mad that you read it. So mad that I read it. He was taking Polaroids, which believe there's nothing sleazier than Polaroids. (laughs) Because that's film that you don't take to be developed. All right. That that is your private stash. Anyone who's got Polaroids, you don't even want to see them, trust me. Your dad has Polaroids, burn them and don't look. Who's they, they should, they, there should be like a three day waiting period on buying a Polaroid camera. Um, <laughs> did you, did you read the Judy Ar- gold article? That's the last thing I read her about- opinion piece in the New York times about, uh, Shane. What's his face in SNL? Yeah. Uh, isn't that like, that was a couple of years ago, right? No, no, the Shane thing feels like it was a couple of years ago, last. but it was last year. So, but, um, wasn't her op-ed, but I thought her op-ed was new. Someone just sent it to me. So maybe it was, oh, is it from eight months ago as well? Oh, I'm just catching up on my scandals. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so she sorry. She just has a book out right now. She just, oh, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> why. Yes, and so does her friend Sarah Schaefer. That's right, Sarah Schaefer, uh, and and she got picked as a uh, 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 yeah a memoir. It got picked well. You yeah, should write a it. book. You should write a book in the next two weeks. <laughs> sure. You got the free time. Yeah, but you're organizing your shelving. I get that. Uh, yeah, but it feels good to know where things are. Like I never know the flashlights are, but now I've got a drawer and I, it's been logged in my Evernote. (laughs) First drawer on the left of that bureau, that's where the flashlights are. So when it's pitch black, I know I just need to go to that drawer instead of like (laughs) rummaging around for things, you know? Right, right. We have, we have, uh, flashlights too many places sitting around. Um, Yeah. yeah, I've, we've ordered a table. For this room right now, I'm on a card table and a folding chair, and Where'd I'm hoping. Uh, Andy bought it from. I don't know. I think QAnon suggested Wayfair. I forget where. <laughs> I'm uncertain. I don't know where he got it, but it was cheap, and we paid the extra forty bucks for the person who delivers it to put it together. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Money is no object. We had forty dollars. So. <laughs> I'm excited. I yeah. thank you for the recommendation on getting an SBA loan. I did. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Uh, and I talked to my accountant. 
it's no interest and no payments for a year for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a 30 year. <laughs> then 30 it's a 30 year at 3.75%. So I'd rather have the cash and know that I have it just in case. And in case I got to run. Yeah. I have a, I have a passport to Luxembourg and I will be taking it uh, in August of next year. Maybe. Do it. Do it. Why not? Uh, I, I, I've been watching the National Geographic National Parks uh, series. It's mm-hmm. all the different national, or I think it's only actually 11 national parks, and I don't know how many there are. But uh, I saw the Antarctic one, and there were polar bears. I thought of you. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, <laughs> but it was so gorgeous. And the weird thing is, this is, uh, yeah, we got time to kill. So let me tell you, I bought a new phone because my phone, I, you know, I have to do all my banking on my phone de- mobile deposits. Jackie, you have to justify to me why you bought a new iPhone. It's a, <laughs> whatever reason you come up with in your head is fine. Well, the camera broke and I couldn't, it was sh- I know, shaky. Yeah. So, You've got a bank. I get it. I, I get have it. a banking account and I went from the <laughs> 6S Plus to the 11 Max Pro. Oh my and God. And so it is the, the, I was, wa- I, I was watching the, na- the, the national park thing on the television, which we, I got as a, uh, it would have been 16 years ago. Yeah. And then I, but it loads here before I throw it to the Chromecast and the image is better on my phone. The camera is better than our television. Yeah. Because the television's 15 years old. The phone is, it was so gorgeous. I need to go to, was what I'm saying is I need to go to Antarctica. Does your, I think you need to go to Best Buy. Um, <laughs> First stop, Best Buy. Andy would prefer since they showed the mosquito migration in Antarctica, yeah. and there's billions of them. And Andy said, "I'm never going there because there's um, billions of, of mosquitoes." Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, do you want to do another break? Because I think now's the time. Judge Don Hodgman won a Webby in the comedy podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation? Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more. If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start. Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm headlining Flappers, I think, in two weeks oh, on we a Saturday. Been, no, we both are. I'm headlining on the 15th and you're headlining on the a other night, right? Okay. Like the, the 16th? Like, are they back-to-back? Back? Friday and doing Saturday. Okay. Not awesome. That, but when this drops, that'll be this weekend. So oh, wow. I'm lining this Saturday at Flappers. It's uh, August 15th, and, and I'm going to do, like, 45 minutes. Uh, some of it'll be new, and some of it will be some older stuff. But that shit, <laughs> believe me, that shit's better written than the new shit, so you'll be grateful for it. <laughs> you so mix please, it up nice. Please look out for that. I'll I'll tweet about it and stuff like that, but... Please show up if you can. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing, and then I'm, I'm headlining, doing 45 as well. So, super fun. Mm-hmm. So, there will be some stand-up to look forward to, which is good. 
Um, I don't know. I'm also doing like nine other people's podcasts. It's a, it's a, it's a free for all now. Everyone's just like, Hey, can I, I know you're home. Do you have an hour and a half? Yeah. Too many podcasts. It's, it's, it, it, standing, being in front of the computer is, uh, it's too much. It's yeah. It's not good. I'm doing a lot of mugging now too in the standups where I'm just, <laughs> I, I have a physical bit where I literally go off out of camera. I was just, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it is uh, just okay. It, uh, it hurts my soul <laughs> to think I'm doing it. We, my uh, son and I finished this anime called death note. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so dark. Yeah. I yeah. wish you, we were more into anime, Jackie. I know, or into darkness, because you, <laughs> the stuff you watch, did you, tr- did you watch The Watchmen yet? No, I haven't watched The Watchmen. You um, should, you, if you, yeah. you kids like the, like the darkness, and yes. it ends, it, it, it actually is, yeah, does to it? some extent, yeah, it actually I does. I, I think I watched two episodes, and it was pretty grim. Well, the first episode is the grimmest. Yeah, it is. It is uh, hamburger land. Grim. It is. Uh, I said grimace, which made me go to. Uh, oh, my hamburger. God. I wow. know. Yeah. You what need the heck? To rest, honestly, you just need, <laughs> you need a week off of comedy because uh, you're starting to short circuit. Oh, my gosh. A friend came over yesterday and brought her son and we distant like visited. Right. Like she came yes. over for some tomatoes. Like we've got we've got veg coming out of our ears. Oh, thank uh, you for the tomatoes. They're adorable. Yeah, that that was my mother-in-law's neighbor. He's grown thousands of grape and cherry tomatoes. Oh, my God. And so that's why I gave you hundreds of cherry and grape tomatoes. Why doesn't uh, he grow grapes? Why does nobody grow grapes? Why does everyone grow tomatoes? Do you want grapes? When we go up this week, uh, we were passing grapevines, and the, and the fruit stands have grapes. Well, I mean, no, you don't have to, I, I, no, you don't have okay. to buy grapes for me. I can get them myself. Okay. That was just a complaint. Lori wants people home vineyarding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have we have a grapevine that often gives us a couple of bunches of grapes that I grew I grew them in the opinion that I was going to uh, blanch them and make sarma, make dolmades, uh, Armenian food, and I've absolutely never done that, not once. <laughs> nope, it's a beautiful grapevine. I um my mother uh she had a recipe that she got out of the Contra Costa Times that I. That she, it's one of those things where she cut the, cut it out of the newspaper, taped it to an index card, and put it in her kitchen. Yeah. And we still have the index card. And it's just, it's gr- just completely, you know, it's all falling apart. And I tweeted about it. Like, when my mom was dying, I tweeted the recipe. And some people have made the cookies. They're so good. Oh, wow. So I, I wrote the recipe on a card and put it on my, um, uh, taped it onto my cabinet in the hopes that uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> That that you will make those cookies one day. Yes, that's uh, that's awesome. because sometimes the step of having to find the recipe, um, I would say almost all the time makes me go, oh, I don't even want to try, and I'll just <laughs> make toast. But now that it's written on my kitchen cabinet, I I really can't avoid it. You could do it. You know that what we made tonight for dinner was uh, the other thing my mother in law's neighbor gave us was two bags of okra. A bunch of green peppers, some uh, Armenian cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, all this, all this stuff, right? And so, I, and I had bought a fennel bulb. So what we'd made was scallops with, uh, with a, with a sort of a stir fry, 
you know, carrots and, and onion and okra and then fennel and um, scallops Some, and probably something else. God knows what. But it was delicious. But I bought a bag of frozen scallops because my neighbor brought over a weird dish of food that they're, they're very nice people from Thailand. And mm-hmm. whenever we give them vegetables. I think you mean Thailand. Thailand. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks folks. Wow. Somebody really needs to be in front of real people doing the stand-up comedy <laughs> as well. <laughs> this, this podcast has now turned into us doing wordplay. <laughs> Pardon me while I leave screen. <laughs> Anyway, so I bought a, a frozen bag of scallops, and so it was delicious, but uh, it was a little labor-intensive. Mm-hmm. But again, I have the time. How much time do we have, by the way? Are you reading anything good? Are you reading oh, anything? Oh, yes. I am. I, I'm almost done with this book called Things Fall Apart. It's- oh, I've heard of that. It's really good. It was like written in the 50s or 60s. It's about, um, it takes place in an unknown country in Africa. At least it's not known in the book because it's from the point of view of the residents who didn't name their country what what Britain would ultimately name it or something. Right? Mm-hmm. So you, the first half is just getting a sense of their life. Like you see what their life is like and then the second half, missionaries, white missionaries, British white missionaries. And, Another, it, and it starts to like, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> is this sort of historical fiction? Yeah. It's okay. really good, though. It's really yeah. good because it's from the point of view of the Africans. Yeah. Uh, very good book. And then uh, uh, recommend it by like when all the, the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on and people were throwing books around. And Yasser Lester said, this is actually the only book you need to read. Okay. So, so, I mean, it's not. Right, Uh, right. If you skim White Fragility and know that it's a little, uh, you know, the reviews of it I've heard have been both good and, are you kidding me? So. Well, it's the other thing about white fragility, and again, I'm so dense, I just, this shit doesn't occur to me. It was written by a white woman, so now, who's benefiting from racism, but... uh, a white female author when, you know, oh, I don't know, a million black authors have maybe mentioned it. Have you, did you ever read Bartunde Thurston's How to Be Black? No. Yeah. When it came out and uh, it literally peeled the onion back on my own racism. It was one of the first things that woke me up in the last 10 years. Is he a comic? He's a comic, comic. right? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So it's, is it a memoir? Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, but, uh, it's, it is a memoir and parts of it are just memoir and parts of it are, Hey, don't do this. And, oh, okay. uh, and it's really funny. It's super smart and it's uh, really poignant. It's about him and his mom and stuff. And it's, it's, it's great. You would love it actually. Cool. I just got cast by Isabel Wilkinson. It's right over there on my table. And, um, I've only just read great reviews about it amazing like it's oprah's book of the month but it's it's about it's not fiction it's about it's about how we we live in a caste system and it's and that's all i know did you know that uh brianna taylor yeah what did you know that brianna taylor's going to be on the cover of oprah next week for the first time ever not oprah Oprah bought like a bunch of billboards in louisville with her picture Mm -hmm. on it that's great 
So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll be arrested, you know? Mm-hmm. And the more you read about that case, the more revolting it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was alive after they shot her and they didn't do anything to help. They didn't call paramedics. They didn't call anybody. They just let it. It's so disgusting. They let her die. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it makes, it makes me, it literally makes me think that there's a conspiracy. And then I'm like, hey, what are you going to do about it? Even if there is one, you got to, you got to fix the thing in front of you, occasion. Yeah. I can't fix a, a global, if there is some sort of crazy ass conspiracy, I can't fix it at a global level, it turns out. No, but you did fix your air conditioning this week, so that was important. I did. And now, <laughs> I'm going to go watch something on television, light. What are you watching? Uh, I've been watching the, the National Parks thing, and I've also been watching um, this Australian uh, murder mystery thing. A murder doctor thing that's good, set in the 50s, and I can't remember the name of it. So, uh, great. But I'm almost done with, with my nonfiction book, which is uh, the memoir of Marjorie Post. Oh! Yeah, the cool. woman who, who created General Foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, I, I don't read nonfiction very quickly. I've gone through several, uh, I've gone through at least six nonfiction books in the last two weeks. I feel like uh, every day is nonfiction, and I really, yeah. <laughs> really need some fiction. <laughs> Agree. Agree. So, I think we're, we're over an hour. Yes. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.